Good morning. One month in. And I won't keep telling you how long I've been here every single week. This will eventually die down, but just so you all know, I'm Pastor Scott. I'm still fairly new and still figuring out, but I am now starting to drive without Google Maps assisting me every single step of the way. I do get a sense of the lay of the land, and I know what, how to spell Tallahassee. That's an important step as well. Thank you for, for worshiping with us this morning and glad to be preaching this morning on reimagining and recommitting to our mission as a church. I uh, just want to give a quick heads up that attending church on Labor Day does help your football team play the way you want it to play. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's a couple of people who are getting the joke. Those who are not football fans are like, please stop talking about football Help us. Go Gators. <laughs> just say your favorite team out loud. Go. And now those who do not like football, just scream madly. There it is. Okay. Here we go. We're going to start off and talking through and reimagining mission. We're in week four of this. If you're on the chat this morning and chatting with us, it is just blown up with people adding in. So I know there's a lot of with us online this morning. Chat in or in the room the little audience participation time. What is your least favorite chore? Your least favorite chore. In the room? Bathrooms. I just hear like a lot of, of, of words from the lights. Bathrooms are the places you do not like. Keep that in mind. And I'm gonna check back in with our online community on what they're gonna chat in as well. Your least favorite chore, your household chore that you hate the most. There's going to be very key as we get through this week on service. So you can probably already see where this is going to head, but we're going to keep it in our mind's eye as we go through this, this, this sermon this morning. A quick review where we've been the last few weeks. Week one, we talked about the discipleship is putting off ourselves and putting on Christ, just like a child takes off their clothes and put on Superman, and then all of a sudden they can fly. Two weeks ago, we talked about in week two, Worship is a holistic giving of oneself that affects spirit and soul. We talked about theological anthropology, that we are spirit and soul, and worship infuses and, and, and helps our spirits and soul. Last week, we talked about growth groups, as Pastor Mike shamelessly plugged off script, those amazing vehicles of becoming closer to Jesus. And it is best to grow closer to Jesus through said growth groups. That's what we talked about last week. And this week, we're going to be talking about serving. And serving seems pretty straightforward, but it's also somewhat ambiguous because you can serve as a person at a church and you can serve in anywhere else in the community and there appears at least face value, zero difference. The way I want to dissect our sermon this morning is in four groups. We're going to look at international serving, then regional and local serving, then serving in our actual church, and then serving just as a Christian, how can I serve in my day-to-day -day life? Do I have to have a program? Do I have to get a free t-shirt in order to make the serving count? Some of us are laughing, okay? This comes from a guy who's my wardrobe. There's a there's whole pile of free t-shirt serving shirts, okay, that I still wear. And some of them have graduated to painting shirts now. But those shirts are, are worth coming to an event, right? Awkward laughing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Looking through this, I want to start at the international level. Element 3 Church does a phenomenal job at the international level of serving various partners. The first one I want to highlight is Solomon's Porch. That's in Guatemala, and it's done for financially and serving teams sending to this organization. It started in 2005 when owners Lloyd and Melanie Monroe founded Porch de Solomon in Guatemala. The Porch is a unique and progressive nonprofit ministry, which has loved, served, and encouraged the lost, the least, and the last of Guatemala. 
the partnership has been phenomenal over numerous years. We also support Casa Tatloy, which is a alcohol and drug center in Guatemala. It's the only one in the area. Secondly, we support Good Shepherds Fold. Good Shepherds Fold is in Uganda, and it's an orphanage, along with several other resources that they do with systemic issues in the community, like job training, starting up funding, and sustainable farming education. In 2014, owners Cody and Katie Fox moved there, and we have been privileged and joyful in partnering with them. I believe it was my candidating weekend where they were here, and I wish I would have had more time with them, but I'm just so thankful for their service in Uganda. Next is Clinic Jubilee, and that's in Haiti, which is more of a, a medical focus. Element 3 started partnering with Jubilee Kids, Clinic Jubilee, and Second Story Goods after the 2010 earthquake in Haiti. And the primary focus is giving a, uh, at this time, is Clinic Jubilee. The longest partner is a nonprofit community clinic located in the disadvantaged neighborhood of the Jubilee Blanc in the Roboto section of Haiti. They focus on providing preventive and primary care as well as health education. We have done an amazing job for a church of our size and a church of people who are committed to not only serving and giving money, but sending their physical bodies to these locations over so many years. I want to highlight that during the pandemic, which is kind of an ambiguous amount of time, but it's been several, two years now, that we have been financially so generous to all these organizations. We've sent $2,000 to the Jubilee Clinic, plus an extra $5,000 annual donation to their work there. We sent $2,000 to help fund and cover a leadership retreat for all the missionaries and Ugandan staff at Good Shepherd's Fold. And we sent $3,000 to Good Shepherd's Fold in order to purchase seeds for their sustainable farming work in the surrounding community. And last, we sent $3,000 to Porch de Solomon to partner in a house build and help supplement staff costs. This is just during the pandemic alone. It's over $15,000 sent overseas in order to serve as a church. That's the international scope. Let's go a little more local, looking at the regional and the local side. Obviously, you heard Pastor Mike talk about the ramp builds that's happening this upcoming Saturday. That's an amazing outreach in a personable way, helping people who need help. But also, I was privileged to come yesterday and just witness, just watch. I did zero work, just so everybody knows. I thank you, yes. This... <laughs> I got a problem right here in this. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, just kidding. The, 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 the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about watching cars come through and receive groceries, but not just groceries, but one-on-one personal contact with amazing people of our community. No questions asked, no, no fingerprints, no anything done like that. It's just serving Tallahassee on Saturday mornings. It's one of the most beautiful things I've seen since coming to Tallahassee. Thank you to all who have supported that. We also serve in our church. Service just doesn't mean helping out those who you think. Serving actually is helping down at our E3 kids. Serving is helping out in our youth group, excited for a birthday party this Wednesday. Serving is helping in a variety of different teams and scene ministries, whether it be from making coffee to greeting, security, to, like I said, youth and children's ministry. The worship team is serving. Production teams They hate it when I point them out in the back here. But if you all just turn your heads around, because you only look at them when they do bad. But they are doing awesome this morning. 
Along with in the backpack, there's a whole production booth like you see at a, at a, a movie scene or a TV show place. They are doing a phenomenal job. So I'm pointing at the camera right now. You're doing an awesome job back there, keeping everything going. And it's not just four or five people. It's week after week after week serving because they don't think they get paid. They're giving of their time, giving of their talents, giving of their abilities in order to do what we are called to do, which is to make disciples. There's also numerous unseen people who serve at this church. From teams, teams to committees to maintenance to cleaning, there is a plethora of items that happen in this church, and we need your help. Post-pandemic, this is not new to Element 3 churches. This is every church is trying to figure out where are their volunteer holes because we didn't have church for an extended period of time. I know Maribel would take almost everyone and anyone who would want to come help out with kids over in the Chill E3 Kids. And we'd love for you to connect with her. I didn't know you were in here, Maribel. She's right there. She just clapped her hands. We... What I'm asking is how can you serve and where has God gifted you in your serving ability? And that's where we get into the very last level. Every single Christian. See, friends, you can go and serve at any sort of organization and get that feel-good feeling. You can serve without any sort of ego involved in the activity of serving. But there's a difference when you're serving at a church level. I used to be a fairly okay golfer. That's the good way of putting it. My handicap was about a 10, okay? And those of you who don't know anything about golfing, you're saying, what are you speaking? Don't worry about it. And there's like this, this wonderful thing when you go golfing with somebody who's never gone golfing before, it's kind of fun just to watch, right? Because you've all been there. You've seen what happened before. And I was golfing with three new golfers who I just took them out to one of the more harder courses at the city I was living in at the time. This is years ago. And as I was going, teaching them kind of how to do everything in the, the, the game, we got to a hole and there is a part where I needed to go off to the porta potty. And as I'm in the porta potty, I hear them start clapping and like yelling. As I rush out to see, I see that they had hit the most beautiful shot and landed about this far from the hole. Except it was the wrong hole. <laughs> they were lined up this way, and the goal was this way. The place and the trajectory in which you serve matters. And you can serve, and you can serve exceptionally well, but when you serve in the name of Jesus Christ, there is a difference. It's not better. It's not we're going to brag about it. It's because I'm serving because Christ has served me. And I think the Apostle John agrees with me as well. On the screens, you're going to see passage in 1 John. He writes this, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have not seen, who they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. See, friends, non-Christians love, but they love with a different trajectory, a different posture, that they may do it because we're humans, or they may do it for any sorts of number of reasons, but if we serve, we serve in the name of Jesus Christ. And there are so many stories I could share of authentic service, serving in his name. 
doing the thing you may hate the most because you love one another. In my overseas and domestic missions that I've done personally, I always found that it is a reorientation of the person towards Christ that in serving, you become more Christ-like. For me, it was doing the dishes. I hate doing the dishes. Can I get an amen? I see on the chat here, cleaning the bathroom from Rhonda. Yes, I'm with you. Dusting from John and Barb. And that's times two they put. Cat litter. Oh, that's a good, bad one. And looking through and seeing all of the different, oh, laundry. Can I get an amen for laundry? When you make a commitment to someone, like I've done with my wife, with my kids, and making a commitment doing overseas missions, doing the thing you hate the most becomes a sign and an act of love. I remember in Uganda, we were in a mission trip with a bunch of college students years ago, I had the opportunity to do the dishes for the people who were hosting us. And doing the dishes without any running water, water that was pumped by a well almost a mile away, doing the dishes without your Dawn dish soap or without the spongy rag thing, it was a whole different experience than doing it in a tub on my knees for the people who were hosting us, who were giving us so much of their own time and resources. And doing the dishes in the name of Jesus is a completely different trajectory than doing the dishes in the name of just having sanitary clean dishes. See, friends, we as Christians somehow have had the world, which isn't a bad thing, but the world has just spoken into us saying, yeah, you're doing all this stuff, but it's, you're, you're, you're not doing it for, for the right reasons, or you might be doing it for selfish reasons, or you're doing it because you want your own church to have some cool logo or a t-shirt or whatever the reasons are. There are 10,000 ways we can spice this up. But authentically serving means giving your all to Jesus Christ. I want to call up Jason and Mark because they're going to give us a way in which this sermon could never portray. It's the lyrics to a really amazing, incredible song that I'm going to just privilege that they learned so well because it's incredibly hard. And I want you to really listen. We're not going to put the words on the screen. I want you just to listen to the words as one who's questioning in a very poetic and amazing way what it means to be a Christian serving Jesus. Turn your attention to them. I have a heart full of questions Quieting all my suggestions What is the meaning of Christian In this American life And I'm feeling awful Spending my life on a message I look around and I wonder Ever if I heard it right I'm coming to you Cause I'm confused Coming to you Cause I feel used Coming to weep while I'm waiting Tell me you won't make me go And I need to know there's justice That it will roll in abundance And that you're building a city Where we arrive as immigrants And you call us citizens And you welcome us as children home You are alone and rejected Misunderstood and detested Can we call ourselves Christians Saying that love is a tension Between the call and the crossing Between the old party line Coming to you for the mother 
that we connect and that we worship a God who loves us so much that we can prove the author of that song that we are indeed building a community of people, a kingdom of citizens who are focused in that path. I boldly desire Element 3 to be the place where hurt people take the fake church, hurt people by the fake church, come to the real church. Through serving, through connection and growth groups, and through worship, we see the elements of this church bring an amazing transformation which undoubtedly seeds growth. At an unknown point, some at Element 3 lost their way amidst hurt, amidst pain, and a pandemic. And it's because, I believe, some of us forgot our mission and our purpose. See, friends, we exist to make disciples of Christ, and we do not debate bylaws, we do not become a corporation, and we're not a worship venue. We only are here to make disciples who then make disciples. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone here, but some of us first forgot the reason for being here. Some of us were hurt. Some of us have hurt others. Some of us couldn't see our brother and sister amidst great pain and loss, and some of us are maybe brand here new this Sunday, and it's no way a bad thing of pointing this out. It's that we are all people. We are all people in progress, moving towards 
Christ at the center of our church and our lives. But element three is different coming out of this pandemic, however long it'll be. Because the main thing is the main thing, and that's Jesus Christ. We exist because Jesus served. He connected and he loves us so very much. And so we will do the same for him. Friends, making discipleship isn't about membership. It's not a Sam's Club idea where you get a card. Making disciples isn't about numbers or baptisms or any other metric, some sort of corporate idea or think tank. Making disciples is about being adopted into the family of Jesus Christ. I've been privileged and see the beauty of the adoption process, which is love surrounded by love surrounded by love in every single one of our four kids of seeing their names, their lives, and their entire stories changed because of love on every side of the adoption moment. Each one was markedly different. If you get to know me or my family, you'll know some of the stories, and some of our stories is not ours to share. It's for them to share. But because they have been dramatically shifted, it has dramatically shifted me as well. To see the testimony of God's great goodness and love and faithfulness shine through each and every moment of their lives. I'm so proud to call them dad and know that I have the same identity to a God who loves me so very much, yet by my own work, I have no reason to call him father. I want to be fully adopted into this community, both element three and the kingdom of God. And I want us to recommit to one another and to this place and to the best part of knowing one another as either brother or sister in Christ in the most holistic way imaginable. Can we agree to that? Can we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ? And can we commit to seeing lives transformed, to seeing testimonies completely different based upon our work as a church? Owners, family members, elementary church has a chance not only to commit to our mission, but to see our overall vision fulfilled, even regardless of how ambiguous it may seem. We're going to invite you to worship in response to this challenge and thankful for our worship team for coming up and leading us in that now.